he loves um, nipple piercings. So like, I hope he finds a girl he likes who has her nipple pierced because I don't want to get my nipples pierced. So like, there's things where we get to experience things with other people that we don't get to experience with each other. So that's what the whole exciting thing about being open is. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 190. We're Finn and Emma. And 190, we're getting close to 200 episodes. That's no, exciting. We, we say that every week now. No, we haven't. We've maybe said it, we've maybe said somewhat <laughs> recently. <laughs> Anyway, today we have a fantastic interview with Sarah and Keith. They've been together for a long time since they were teenagers and are fairly new to exploring non-monogamy. Yeah, they got into it about six months ago. Um, and I'm saying that up front here because there's a <laughs> right when they're introducing themselves and they say all the stuff we're about to say. We're just doing it again. Yeah. Anyway, right when they go to say that, the audio cuts out and there's nothing I can do about it. And I thought we lost it, but then they talk about it again 30 seconds later. Anyway, I wanted to say that because I thought people might hear that and be like, what? How am I now? Now I don't know. Don't know how long they've but been exploring. If, if you wait 30 seconds after you're like frustrated, you will be less frustrated. <laughs> okay. That's my disclaimer. Yes. Anyway, they've been exploring in about six months and they got into it. Um, through Reddit. Through Reddit. They were posting sexy photos of Sarah and they kind of stumbled into this whole thing. So super exciting. And if you want, um, they talk about a lot of different subreddits that they found useful as well as their Reddit profile. Links to all of those are in the show notes on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can get to them through your Google machine or just click on the uh, show notes in your podcast player. Yes. For direct links straight there. No bullshit. Right. So before we jump into the show, our announcements, uh, as usual, we do not have a virtual meet and greet in July, but stay tuned. We will be announcing our next one very soon. So just those are, again, a reminder, those are open to anyone and they're only $10. So come back. Um, we'll be announcing another one soon. Yeah, they were, they've been super awesome. We're excited to keep doing them. We just kind of wanted to take a, a little bit time off in the summer because everybody's out and about. Or if you're Including in Canada, <laughs> you're, you're out in a boot. No. No. Nope. All right. Uh, you're not Canadian. Uh, I know. We're, we're close enough. <laughs> True. So the other thing we wanted to mention is our Patreon group. So we'll talk more about Patreon in the outro. But first off, thank you to everyone who is a Patreon member. We love all of you and are so thankful that you're a part of that group. The upcoming dates for the month. So the men's group call is tonight. That's July 21st. Um, the women's group call was actually last night. But however, we'll have those calls again in August. So stay tuned um, for the dates in August. We also have our monthly Q&A coming up next Wednesday, July 28th. Yeah. And I just wanted to build on Emma's thank you and gratitude. This community has been huge for us. We've made so many amazing friends and we've seen, uh, actually, we've seen people starting to get together from the Patreon group yeah. in IRL, in real life. In real life, so hanging out. Little little spontaneous gatherings have been popping up. So that's so exciting to us to see that 
Um, so thank you again, as Emma said, to all of you for being a part of the community and supporting the show. And uh, the last thing we wanted to say before we jump into the show is just a quick plug for our favorite way to get tested for STIs. I know we get super excited about this. <laughs> Sexual health and safety is like one of our things that we love to talk about and promote. And stdcheck.com is the website that Emma and I use. Uh, they are an affiliate partner of the show, so we do get some kickback if you use the links on our website, and you get to save $10. Yes, you do. So the way it works is you sign up online, you use the links in our show notes or on our resources page, you go to STD Check's website, you basically create a quick profile, you sign up uh, for whatever tests you want, and then you go to a LabCorp or Quest, like a walk-in center, you give them all of the fluids they want. And a couple of days later, they send you your results. And yes. it's like super easy. It's an, fairly anonymous. You don't have to deal with awkward conversations with your doctor. It's awesome. We love it. We use it regularly and we can't recommend it enough. So um, thank you in advance for, for taking your health seriously, taking the health of everybody that you interact with seriously, and for supporting the show by using the links. Yes. You can find all of the links as well as a bunch of other information on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the resources tab for the STI or stdcheck.com links. You can also find show notes under the podcast tab and contact us. You can send us a voicemail or email, voicemail or email. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And with that, let's jump into this interview with Sarah and Keith, and we will see you all on the other side. Let's go. Welcome, Sarah and Keith, to the show. We're super excited to have you here. Uh, this is take two because of a little bit of technical well, nobody knew that, but now they know. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And we'd love to get started by having you both introduce yourselves for the listeners and whatever level of detail you are comfortable sharing. So, yeah, so I'm Keith. This is Sarah. Um, we're both 31, and we're in the Midwest We've been together for a while. We went to high school together, college together, have three kids now. It's been a journey. Yeah. Well, and now you're on an all new journey. Well, we know that because we did this once before and then lost all the audio. <laughs> but for, for anybody who wasn't part of that conversation, do you mind sharing like what your non-monogamous dynamic looks like today and then we'll kind of go back and figure out how we got here and what it's kind of looked like for the last uh unknown amount of time i have no idea how long it's been <laughs> <laughs> um so we are we probably been um exploring the decided um really the first few months of it was just researching listening to your guys's podcast a few other podcasts so many good um sources of information and reading books and Lots and lots of talking and um, actually pursuing it probably like six months. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, probably around there. So we're, I would say, in the newbie phase of this to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brand new, but yeah. also super exciting. Totally. Yes. Yes. And like today, are you um, mostly, just out of curiosity, dating other people together separately? What does that kind of look like? We want to do a little bit of everything. We started in, we were 15. We were each other's first. We've experienced everything together. And um, we did break up in college for a little bit. And both of us kind of dated around very short, briefly. But um, we're both very open and want to just kind of 
see, do a little bit of everything and see what we both like most and kind of go from there. Awesome. Yeah. And how did the conversation to open your relationship come up to begin with? You want me to take over for this? Yeah. I I don't want to, I have a tendency of hogging conversation. So I want to make sure to share. And I'm okay with it. So so, I mean, it kind of all started, like she said, like about a year ago ish. It was middle, you know, we were mid pandemic kind of deal. And we were bored sitting at home most days. And I've in the past liked to post pictures of her on the internet on different sites. So I showed her Reddit where people post pictures because I've looked at it before. And she was like, sure, you can post some of my pictures. And so I would post them and then we would just like, I would read her the comments or whatever else. She didn't really care too much about it. And then like, as we continued to do it throughout the throughout just like being home and being bored and whatnot, it like piqued her interest more and more. And it just kind of grew from there. And then conversation started and we were both like, is this something that we'd be, you know, want to do? And we both kind of agreed that we were at a point in our relationship where we were both comfortable to the point where we want to experience more, especially considering we've been together since high school and through college and like might've missed out on some of those opportunities that people who are single through all those events in their life do experience. So Yeah. And it was kind of like a natural progression. Like it was like, first it was just posting photos. Then it was posting photos and responding to the comments. And then it was chatting to people, but just me at first. Yeah. And then you started chatting to some girls. And so it was just kind of like a natural progression. Yeah. Like dipping our toes in and seeing what we were comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Go ahead. Well, I'm just curious because we don't often get to talk to people who are like right at the beginning of this. Can you recall like, the day or the night that you decided like, we're going to move from talking to people online to like, one of us is actually going to go meet another human being in person. Like, what was that like? Uh, I mean, I think it, the conversation really started when we were posting pictures and people message, like, like we messaged something about being from our city and people were like, Hey, I'm there too. And I live like in this city and it's like 10 minutes away. And then it was like, okay, so well, this is a real possibility. It's, yeah, it's not like just- we never really intended on finding somebody who was close to us when we started posting pictures. You know what I mean? Like it was just fun. And then like, it just like, you know, at first the it was opportunity all kind of, yeah, exactly. Like the opportunity arose and then it was like that arose, that opened the conversation and then it just kind of grew from there. And so you're, getting ready to go like what is the what does the first date look like how did it how did it all play out so the first guy that the opportunity came to we, i didn't end up going on yeah. uh just like he was too aggressive and i was just like you know i'm not comfortable with this and he, and we agreed not to move forward but but it opened the conversation like this is something we want to pursue and so we started actively kind of talking to other couples on Reddit. And we found a couple in the area who um, were poly. They both, the girl had another boyfriend. They were married. The girl had another boyfriend. The husband just kind of got, they had done like the hot wife um, situation for a couple of years, but they had just gotten into more of a poly situation with a boyfriend and the husband um, wanting to date. So I went on a date, which we were like, oh, that's ideal. We have kids. It's hard to 
get a babysitter for both of us to go out with them. So I went on a date with the husband and he went on a date with the wife and it went well the first date. Yeah. Um, I'd say he was a little bit more interested in the wife than I was the husband, but I thought he was nice. And um, we made plans to go on second dates and it was honestly a, not a good situation because it was like the night before you were supposed to go on. The it, second- it was like two nights, but yeah, it was the week of, we had a second date planned. I had a second date planned with her and it was like the week of, and she messaged like, Hey, you know, I was been going out on dates with this other person and we're going to, I think he's, I'm going to make him like my second boyfriend. And like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to look for anybody else. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. So we canceled it. And then it was like a week later that they, the husband messaged her and said, like, we're splitting up. Yeah. Like she's leaving. She ended up she leaving him for husband. this second boyfriend that she found. And this was our first like experience. <laughs> and we both were like, Oh my gosh, what are we getting into? Like these people have been in this lifestyle for years and all of a sudden yeah. they're leaving each other for the boyfriend. And it was we both were like, oh my gosh, but yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit of a well, did shock. It, yeah. Did it, did it set you back? Like I, that, cause mm-hmm. that's shocking. It was. So I, I predicted this. I predicted this before we went on like a couple dates. We both went on our dates and like, I've been talking to her and she was talking about how she goes on like two to three dates a week and they had kids and everything. And I'm like, how does this girl go on two to three dates a week and have two kids and still do everything? Have time for him. Have t- yeah. And I'm like, this does not seem like it wasn't what we were looking for. No. I was more open-minded. Like it works for them. It's fine. But it he, didn't make sense to me. And it turns out it didn't work. It, and it, no, it did. We did have some, we had lots more conversations afterwards. We were like, no, no, no I'm saying it didn't work for them. No, I know. But I'm, they asked, did it set us back? Oh, and we yeah. did, we did. We were kind of like, should we pump the brakes? Like, but we both were like, we, we know what we're looking for. We're not, we're, yeah, we weren't, we were not at the point or at this point, or I don't think in the future to the point where either one of us want to have like a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like I'm not looking for another girl to be in my life. A mono- like a, yeah. not a monogamous, but a committed relationship. Yeah. With them. So no, yeah. it, it wasn't really relevant to our situation. So I don't think it really set us back at all, but we've talked about it. It didn't make us talk about it. Like how they, how that could happen and how we would approach, you know, if we started having those feelings and, it definitely, it did prompt some conversations. Yeah. So if you, you said you aren't looking for like a serious, I guess, girlfriend or another partner, what are you looking for out of this experience, well, this journey? You, you say that title wise, but we, yeah. we are, we are looking for like, com, like, like long-term regular friendships with like friends yeah. with benefits with the same people. Um, we're just like, we don't want to like live in the same household and share like the kitchen poly lifestyle with another couple. Yeah. yeah, that's totally fair. And I think like, it's, it's really interesting that your first date experiences open your eyes. <laughs> well, yeah, but also like opened your eyes up very wide to the fact that like, Oh, like here, cause you like, I think if you were to go and talk to some random person who had no concept of non-monogamy and you're like, Oh, we're going to do this. They're going to be like, well, clearly your wife's going to wind up leaving you for this other guy. And you're like, no, that'll <laughs> never happen. And then you're like, very first date. You're like, well, I guess that happens. So like, <laughs> well, I think that's probably everyone's 
well, not, I shouldn't generalize, but when we first went to it, like the, like, that's a fear of going into what if you like what you find more than yeah. what you have. And so then to experience this person doing that, it definitely, we talked a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, just as uh, to cover our own asses, like no, no judgment to them. Like if maybe it was a way better fit, like we have no idea what their dynamic exactly. is. I just like that. Right. What you said is exactly what I was trying to get at is like, that's like the number one fear. I think of people is like, well, if we open our relationship, you're going to find somebody you like better than me and you're going to leave me for them. And then I'm going to be all alone. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first thing you experienced. So I think that's, <laughs> that is uh, a rude awakening, but also maybe sobering in a, in some sense. Yeah, it, it, I think it was both like eye-opening but good because it prompted some really deep, good conversations about what-ifs and feelings and how we would handle those things. So I think it was kind of almost like getting thrown into the sharks but yeah, in a dive cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so how has it, it gone since then? Like what? how has it progressed? We... Um, you haven't, you've talked to some people. We've talked to a few. Oh, we went on that one date with the couple together. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I, I like completely forgot about that. Yeah. We went on a, and we both like them. We, we both have said we'd go on a date with them again. He travels a lot though. So our, it's hard to sync up schedules with kids and work and everything. Cause we both work full time too. Yeah. That's been the hardest part is just trying to find time to where it works out between us and whoever else it is with three kids. And it seems like the people that we connect most with usually also have kids. So, and their own schedule. And so that's what we're like, we're in the, this is a marathon, not a race. We're taking our time. And, but, um, I actually have what I would describe a friends with benefit that I've, um, gone on out with and who, um, we talk most days and, yeah, yeah, so he's still talking to some girls. We have a couple we've gone on dates with who we would go on dates with again. And then I have a friend with benefits. That's exciting. Yeah, it's super yeah. exciting. I love that you're open to just any of it. <laughs> See how it goes. Have, have you two had challenges between the two of you in terms of like, I, again, not to prescribe them, but you know whether it was jealousy or communication or things that have flared up that neither of you expected, but that you've, you've had to overcome in the last six months or so? Uh, I mean, I think that this all kind of started with more of her, like us fantasizing or whatever it is about her being with someone else or like somebody being another man, because I've never really been much of a jealous type. Mm -hmm. And as that conversation started, it opened her eyes to be like, maybe I, there's no reason for me to be jealous either because we're comfortable in our relationship. So I don't know. I think it might've, like I think curb anything, your jealousy yeah. somewhat. Oh, um, I a hundred percent, which is so crazy to think about. But, um, before we did this, um, I would say I was honestly pretty a, a jealous person. Like he'd go on like guys trips and I'd be like, what are you guys doing? Are you being good? And probably annoying the hell out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was from an insecurity of my own and not necessarily anything on his part. But then since we've done this and just been so much more better at communicating and we've talked about so many more things than we did before, it's just like that hasn't been a problem, which granted you haven't physically done more than like second base with a girl since we've opened up. But I, when we talk about it, I don't feel jealous. And when you went on that date, I didn't feel jealous. So it's just kind of a, evolving yeah. thing and i do think it's helps 
with all the communication. Yeah, for sure. He's never been jealous. Like in college, guys would come up and like buy me a drink and he'd be like, get me one too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was, I was curious on that. Like the, I guess the in theory of not being jealous, right? Like posting photos online, like that didn't make you jealous. Somebody buying her drink doesn't make you jealous, but then like, the when the rubber hits the road and like she's on a date and they're maybe going back to I don't know, a hotel room or whatever like things are actually happening it's a whole different story and it sounds like it, it hasn't been an issue though i mean it definitely was different i'm not gonna lie it was different like when she went out on the dates and whatever else like it is it's it was not i mean i guess it was weird like it was different but i mean it was just like like you said it was like the reality of it happening like it wasn't necessarily like after the fact i didn't i wouldn't say i felt jealous after the fact but it was more just like maybe more of a nervous excited for what's happening maybe i don't know it's it was like the unknown yeah it, and it's still new i mean obviously this is only we've only experienced it a couple times now so it's still like even if it was to happen again like i still don't think i'm used to the feeling you still it. have those nervous so, excited Yeah, we just, like, I don't know what's TMI, but we, like, just had our first full base experience, like, what, three weeks ago? Also, we mark this podcast as explicit. There's no such thing as TMI. (laughs) Yeah, you can do whatever you want on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But so he, so, and I was probably more worried about your feelings than anything the whole, like, couple days leading up to it. Yeah. And... You didn't seem jealous to me. And with no. all the conversations we had afterwards, you seemed to enjoy everything that happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, like she said, that was like our full, she went on, you know, a date prior that a like, couple. yeah, a couple, but more specifically one that ended up in actually some sexual activity, mm-hmm. but not actually all the way. Yeah. But this one did. And that was the first time. And that was like what, two weeks ago, three. Uh, yeah. So. But like, as far as like, I don't know, like the um, NRE that everyone talks about and like, you don't care when I'm on my phone texting um, my friend back and you don't ever feel that kind of jealousy. No. At least you've never been like, get off your phone. I wouldn't say jealousy. I mean, sometimes it annoys me because <laughs> you don't talk to me. Really. <laughs> <I'll> I think it's reasonable. Um, I think so too. Yeah. I, I don't think it would annoy me any less than her playing a game on her phone or texting somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could be texting anyone, right? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, how have you seen each other grow through this journey in the last year? Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely helped her confidence. I mean, I've always, I've always said that she's beautiful oh. and all that stuff, but she's always never, I don't know, not never believed in me, but never believed in herself maybe. Mm-hmm. And through posting pictures and seeing that everybody else feels the same way that I do, like, I think it's definitely helped her confidence and everything else. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I think so. And I think like growth, as far as like us as a couple communicating, like yeah. we like talk about so much, like many more things like we're like, it's so much easier to approach something that would have been. Yeah. And I think that it made it easier. Like, I don't know, like before, whenever I would look at porn or whatever else, like I wouldn't come out and tell her or something like that. But now it doesn't, I don't, I don't feel like I care as much yeah. because it's like, what is that compared to everything else? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, hey, right. She was just on a date having sex with somebody. You can look at a little, yeah. you can look at a yeah. little porn. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that she didn't want me to prior. It's just that it's just the taboo about it. And I feel yeah. like, 
Or even that, when you're um, like chatting with the girls on Reddit and exchanging photos and stuff, like, like that's just yeah, nothing. Yeah, it's just I just, yeah, I think it's definitely made it put in perspective. Like, if I if you know just the magnitude of something like it's not, it's in, insignificant compared to everything else. Yeah. Well, in the communication and I think, I don't know, I feel like so lucky to feel like comfortable enough in our relationship that we know we love each other. We know we want to be with each other. We don't want to change our dynamic, but we're also comfortable enough in our relationship that we're, we want to explore all these other things. We want to like, we both want to try um, like a, uh, female, female, male, threesome, a male, female, male, threesome, like couple sex. We want to try all these different things together. And I mean, we're comfortable enough and secure enough that we trust each other to experience these things. Yeah. Yeah. Has, has exploring like in those different dynamics has exploring either of your sexualities been something that you've thought about or is, is that part of the intrigue in this or. It hasn't been like, I've never, um, like considered myself like bi curious or anything, but as we've talked about things more and it's definitely made me be like, Hmm, maybe I wouldn't mind just seeing how I feel about things. Just like I said, we're both very open. I don't, you've never mentioned it, but I've said, if that's something you'd wanted to explore, I'm totally open for it. But yeah. I mean, we haven't, I, at this point I would say no, it hasn't for me, but, um, I don't know. We haven't had like full blown, you know, opportunities yeah to... like anything like that so i don't know we'll see i mean who knows what the future holds but to this point I would and say no. a year ago we would have never thought we'd be where we are so yeah, we sure. are very open to see where the road takes us yeah i'm excited to like talk to you guys in a year or two <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the i love the open-minded approach to it all and i i guess you know typically like we we uh, we've talked, we talked to a lot of people who've been doing this for a long time and there's a lot of backstory and history. I think what's fun here is like, we get to talk about what's coming your way and like mm-hmm. how you want to do that. And I think maybe to that end, like you, you mentioned a couple of things that you're both are interested in. Like, are there m- more things that you're interested in? And are there things that like one of you is interested in that the other isn't? And like, how have you navigated that? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, there is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to, I'm really interested in like trying like prostate play. No, I knew that's where you could go with this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not for it. So I guess I'm going to maybe find a friend who's interested in it. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a perfect, like, that's a perfect example of like uh-huh. this relationship dynamic allows you to do that right like you're like hey yeah you go do you like uh, you don't have to do that on me so i think that's fantastic (laughs) yeah i knew i was like i know this is where she's going (laughs) no but there's like like he loves um nipple piercings so like i hope he finds a girl he likes who has her nipple pierced because i don't want to get my nipples pierced so like there's things where we get to experience things with other people that we don't get to experience with each other so that's what the whole exciting thing about being open is yeah it is yeah i was curious like you know this is also like relatively new for you has any of these types of conversations ever been brought up in your relationship before no not at all never I, I mean, we talked about hers jealousy going away. Like, I did, like before this, like, 
I, I would say that like, even when I looked at porn, like not that she would get jealous, but well, we haven't talked about where that jealousy is. That's true. So back in the day in college, this whole kink of Keith posting naughty photos of me online, I had no idea existed. We didn't really talk about that. We I had a very vanilla, normal sexual relationship. And I came home early from class one day and he had a profile that he left up on the computer of a couple of my naughty photos um, that I'd sent to him that he had posted and was chatting to guys about the photos with just like, Oh, your girlfriend's hot sort of thing. And I was very betrayed and hurt and blindsided by this. And we broke up for it and went to counseling and worked on communication. And, but I had the jealousy issues I dealt with before this stemmed from that of me just not trusting you and from yeah. that situation. And yeah, I mean, I think that it, some of those jealousy existed prior to that, but that definitely, you know, enhanced them or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. So. I know that's how, what, where I feel like I felt cause I felt like I didn't like the trust wasn't there for that. So to be able to go from me not trusting you and having those issues and not being able to communicate well with each other to like a complete 360 to be able to, you know, explore this kink with you and trust you with it. It, it was, it took a lot of communication. Yeah. And, and I mean, that 360 happened over a long time, six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a val, uh, a important, point. important point to clarify is that it didn't happen overnight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are there things, and I know we're just kind of like rapid fire questions at you. So sorry about no, that. No, you're fine. Um, are there things that either of you, since you've started talking about this, have learned about the other one that like you didn't know or that surprised you and like something that either one of you is interested in? I don't think so, really. I mean, I, I'm a little surprised. I don't know. You know, I don't want to stereotype men, but like in my head, if I would have expected like, if I would have been like, oh yeah, you can go have sex with other people. Like I kind of would have expected you to be like diving into the deep end of making profiles and like seeking out girls. And you're just like, so like laid back. And if we meet couples, if we meet girls, oh yeah, I'll respond to her. Like I, it surprised me a little how laid back you are about it and just kind of whatever happens. And I don't know, I, I guess I, maybe that's why I feel like the communications there and everything is because you're just like, you're, it's not like you're like, I gotta jump in someone else's bed. You're like, yeah, I want to do that. But if it's the right situation. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that, I, I really hate texting. I really don't <laughs> like texting. I don't like texting anybody at all. So in there, and in this situation, in this, I feel like there's a lot of texting mm-hmm. and it's just not my vibe. So <laughs> well, you'll it find cramps someone. a lot of my style. I think <laughs> You'll find someone who's not into texting as much as you. <laughs> go right for the phone call yeah exactly <laughs> he'll be the guy just randomly calling you you're like why is he calling me all no, the time like, exactly all the time he facetimes people like our friends like it now but at first they'd be like why does keith facetime us so much yeah i hate I, like somebody will text me and i'll literally just call them like, <laughs> i did not feel like texting back this response so <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the opposite. I'm like, don't call me. I know that's, that's funny. I'll like I'll screen the call and then text and be like, so you didn't text me. I don't want to. <laughs> also, if you haven't tried the app Marco Polo, you might want to try that because that's video messaging. So you oh, can just there you like, go. yeah. So you just you like, like talk that. into your phone. 
do the video message and send it and then you don't have yeah. to text. Oh, there you go. You'll, yeah. You should try that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now Sarah, you'll get like a thousand Marco Polos a day. So. <laughs> yeah, She doesn't make any of the profiles that we go to because like you, you did th- the three fun one for a minute and it was just like insane. It's just, yeah. I'm, it's just, there's a lot more single guys out there looking for this sort of, And I feel like even when I join it, if I put us as a couple, it's just like, it's just like constantly people who match with you that then their profile just says looking for a girl to join us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how have you been meeting people? Has it primarily been Reddit? Reddit. um, And then there's a few apps, uh, 3Fun. We made a Tinder profile for you, which we've talked, you've talked to a couple girls off of. Um, Those are the primary. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part those, I feel like maybe three fun is the one we've actually like outside of the app itself moved communication from mm-hmm. to. I agree. And now that things are kind of opening back up, like we hope to, you know, we want to go to a sex club and maybe meet yeah. people there and um, just like take it more in person too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides texting, have there been things that you have learned that don't work for you in in navigating non-monogamy? Just scheduling is so yeah, hard. Yeah, scheduling is the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. And just with, with the kids and we both work full time and, you know, the other people usually have kids and schedules. And yeah. I mean, like in a perfect world, we probably would love to go like do this extra like once every other week. Like, yeah, for sure. Like. If we didn't, if, I mean, it, it makes it especially hard considering we have three kids. Yeah. Like it'd be one thing if we had a kid and we could get grandma. And they're young. We have young kids yeah. too. So. Cause we had one couple that we were talking to back and forth for like a month. Yeah. And we had tried to make plans with them like three different times. And they had a kid that was like pretty young too, and had no family in town. So they had no like babysitters. Well, and that's what we talked about. Like we are open to meeting up with these couples and like letting our kids play and hang out and, um, like that's on the table for us too. It just, we haven't been able to make yeah. it work. So, yeah. Or we said we would meet separately, which is why that one couple worked is cause that's what they want to do too, is like date separately. They might go together, but like they were okay with doing separate, but then like this other one didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to go separate, which is like cool. But like that for us, that worked best because then one could stay on with the kids and then the other one could go out we and hang out. We get our t- night off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Logistics. Yes. Yeah. Do either of you have any like fears or concerns? I know we talked about like the ultimate fear, right? Is that one or the other of you meets meets their dream boat and leaves you for them. Are there like is that a fear? Is that fear a reality for either of you? And um are there others that maybe you're have had to express to one another? I mean, um no, I don't think so. I don't think. Like, I definitely don't have a fear of her leaving me for somebody else. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a fear of mine at all. So I think like in my head, if I, like, if you wanted to leave me or I wanted to leave you, if we weren't confident in our, like what we have together, like we could do that without the complications of adding in this dimension to our relationship. It's not like it's easy to just open up and add other people and emotions and it, it, the work of doing this is worth it because what we have together is worth it. So 
if in my head, I don't feel that way because like, if I didn't want to be with you, I would just would make it easy and go and do this on my own. It'd be yeah. easier to meet people on my own and do this on my own. So, yeah. but, um, like, I mean, there's always like, what if I don't compare? Like, what if, you know, they're better at this or what? But I, I feel like, like, as we've experienced more, like when you went on that date and you guys, um, you know, did a little, some stuff, it like, I didn't feel that way. I felt comfortable just knowing that you were getting to experience more and appreciating it in its own way and appreciating me in my own way. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, I think that's what helps. I think taking this slow has also helped Mm -hmm. because there's not been like a dive head first into this. It's like been a slow evolving process and it still is a slow evolving process because we still haven't experienced a lot of this stuff that we hope we do eventually. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. I think that's helped and because we've been able to build that trust between us throughout the process that that's not something that the other person needs to fear. Oh yeah. We forgot the one before my current friend with benefit, we had your friend over. Remember? Oh yeah. We forgot that. And so we, we really did take baby steps this whole yeah. way. We did before the full, like, like the going full bases a couple few weeks ago with the, my friend. Um, we had caught up with a college friend of his that I never was really that close to who we had over for to catch up and drinks. And we ended up like going to like a, like third base threesome. We didn't go all the way, but we did most things um, with him and, and they both wanted to go all the way, but I, I, I was like, you know what? Let's pause the pump, the brakes. We've yeah. done this. Let's reconvene. Let's talk about our feelings afterwards. And we both were okay with it. We both felt really comfortable and both wanted to go more, but I just wanted to make sure he was still comfortable outside of the heightened emotions when everything was going on. So we've definitely did our dual diligence of taking yeah. our time. <laughs> so that's really, uh, probably smart of you and, and a lot of self-control, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just like looking back at him and I was just like, okay, we are having so much fun, but what if this is, we say we want to do this. This is our first time like doing things together. Let's just, let's talk about it more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a brilliant strategy. It is. It's hard, but it's, it's probably for the best. Like, you, yeah. I think it helped. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But you got to, you got to talk about the emotions that happened up to that point and make sure that if it's something that you wanted to, you know, abort mission on, then you still well, can't. You, you know, you read all these stories or hear and read stories of people who are like, yeah, let's have a threesome. And then like one of the partners walking out and the other partner finishing and you hear those horror stories. And I just like, didn't want to have that regret. And cause ultimately, ultimately we both know like we're number one to each other. Yeah. So I would never want to do anything he didn't like. And I don't, you don't want me to ever do anything I don't want like. So that communication of talking to each other, making sure we're all on the same page through all of these open experiences. So, yeah. So I guess now I just, I have a logistical question of how, how do you invite a college friend? Cause we've never done this. How do you invite a college friend over and you wind up in a threesome? Like take us through this Alcohol. because I'm, I'm Alcohol. just, now I'm just purely curious. Alcohol. Alcohol. All right. No, we like always have like jokingly flirted and like there's been times where we'll play like games and when I lose, I'll have to flash or something like that. So that's 
okay. But this particular time, like Keith kept joking, like, oh, well, if, if Sarah loses again, she's going to have to play the next round with her top off or whatever. And it just kind of progressed that way. And I think that this is the first time that any of this happened post us having these conversations. Yes. So so it went from like fun joking to like, we really want to experience this. Let's see what happens with these jokes. And I think it was with somebody that we don't really see that often. So, and that's not a person who's a staple person in like our main friend group, I would say. So we didn't have to worry about like, that kind of thing. Exactly. So. Yeah. 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 I, it's uh, inspiring, <laughs> I guess. No, I, just, I was just curious how it happened. And I imagine there was other people being like, well, how did you go from like old college friend comes over to we're in the middle of a threesome. And it sounds like it was uh, games and, oh, I guess we have to up the <clears throat> ante like slowly. And- yeah. 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 We just kind of tested the waters as the night went on and he was game to test the waters with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the adventurous spirit. Right. I do too. <laughs> and it sounds like, yeah, you were all communicating the whole time too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and responsible enough to take it to where you're comfortable. And then you're like, maybe not this extra step tonight. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. what is, what are maybe the things that you're most excited about um, in this adventure together? Um, I'm like really excited for Keith to get experience more. I like just want to see him grow and like, just cause like we said, we were each other's first and very limited, um, college experience, but I just want, like, I just know how amazing he is as a, a friend and partner and how fun and, you know, even in the bedroom, I want you'd have so much fun and I'm just excited to see you grow and experience more. Yeah. I think just the, the experiences in general are definitely, um, exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, like I mentioned earlier, like, I think that there's being that we've been together through high school and college and monogamous that entire time. Like there's definitely things that people experience in that life that we didn't, not that, what we experienced was bad, just different. But even just like going on that date, even though it didn't like you guys hooked up a little bit, but nothing crazy. Like we didn't really go on dates with people no. and stuff. And even just getting that time out of the house and away from the kids and getting to go and have a couple drinks and, you know, kick your feet up and talk to someone about interest, like even experiences yeah. like that. Yeah. That's what we kind of talked about when this all started was just like getting the opportunity to get away and have a night away to like be able to talk to somebody and tell the stories that you've told a million times, yeah. but to a new perspective mm-hmm. of who you've never met before. So yeah, there's a thrill in that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And how did I, I know when I were back in time and we're all over the damn place, it's fine. But um, <laughs> like, our show. We can do what we yeah, want. Yeah. <laughs> right. So the, that first date, like that's, I guess I kind of was trying to ask earlier. I was like, that's a big experience, right? Like you, neither of you had really gone on dates and, Honestly, that's the thing Emma and I like never really went on dates. Um, mm-hmm. So like that first time that like we went on a date together as a couple was we were like, wow, this is what it's like to go on a date. Like, and you guys both did it individually. Like how, how, what were you like coaching each other? Like, okay, this is how you, <laughs> yeah. this is how you, like, this is how you, should human. I wear this shirt? Like, does my hair look it was, okay? <laughs> it was definitely like, I don't know, weird, I guess. Yeah, it was different. It was 
Yeah. And it went really good. Like, no, yeah, it went good. You, like, he was nervous about like making conversation and we were, I was like, okay, if you can't think of anything to say, ask this question. Like we definitely like helped each other out. Oh yeah. And it didn't, she, so she went on her date first and I was like, how'd it go? And she was like, he had like questions. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, he's like the questions, like those, like, gen- like not get generic, to know, like the get to know questions that you like go read on the internet. And I'm like, I, I'm cool with asking those, but I absolutely hate answering those questions. So I don't want to be like, what's your number one vacation? And then I'm like, that's cool. But I don't want to tell you. Mine, I'm not, I, I hate answering no, those questions. No, you guys had like no, like an organic. Yeah, no, we did. But I'm saying that's what I didn't want to ask. You didn't want questions. it to be like a game, like a, like a podcast where you ask questions back and forth to each other. I'm cool with questions. I just don't like those generic ones. Keith wants to the deep conversation. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Kind of skip the small talk. Well, then my next question of Keith, who do you want as a dinner guest? I'll, I'll save that for another time. Yeah, you should save that. Save that for a year from now. <laughs> um, well, then, like, give us something deep, Keith. What were, like, if you, here's a great question, then. If you were going to have a deep conversation with, with somebody on a date, <laughs> what do you, what do you talk about? And I know this is actually one of those questions you hate answering. I was just going to say. I'm I'm really okay with it because. No, yeah. I like it. What do you like talking about? I don't even. I don't know now. I don't know. I feel like I. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, way to go. I'm trying to remember what we talked. Well, this is the thing. that, And I do feel like the date that I went on, the conversation was very just like organic, which is like, I feel like. What you're looking. Like you're looking for. Just like, yeah. And which is why I think that I don't like texting because like, it's like that you have to force questions to continue a conversation, mm-hmm. which that. is like what I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You just want it to be natural. Yeah. Which is like hard with somebody that you don't know because you don't have that basis. Yeah. You right. almost have to like, you have to push through that awkwardness. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a good thing I don't get awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that the conversation in person just naturally is more organic. Well, just being face to face. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Completely agree. Are you too open to other? I mean, obviously open to the friend. The college friend. (laughs) But how about other friends and family about what you're exploring? Not Not at this time. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it, and we've we we said like never say never. Um, and we actually had a really funny situation happen with, I went out to brunch with some girlfriends and, um, my friend with benefits was texting me and, um, unbeknownst to me, my best friend had, was like looking over my shoulder and I didn't know. And she had seen me send a naughty text to his his name, Steve in my phone. And she was like, Oh my gosh, who is Steve? And I was like, uh, like I'm an awful liar, and I tried to come up with all these lies. She said she works with her. She works with him, and then she came up with a new one. And next day, she asked again, and she was like, "He's a part of my family." Like she <laughs> three lies that were not related at all. So, um, we were Keith and I were sitting there, like just frying laughing because of the absurdity of the situation. And I was like, okay, either we confess to her or you said, what do I do? And I said, either you tell her the, you tell her the truth or she's going to think you're cheating on me, which yeah. And I, and he, I was like, well, 
what would you rather her think? And we actually finagled our way out of it. Yeah. Really, we I don't know what made us think of this, but yeah. because we do, I also do text um, Keith in the same app with like kind of role playing. And so we decided to tell her it was Keith that was role. We were role playing. I was role, since I wasn't with him, I was role playing to Keith, these naughty texts and photos. Um, and so she thinks Keith is Steve in my phone when I'm not around him. Yeah, so, are. so yeah. And, and then a few weeks later I went to a, a potting class with her where we planted pot plants and she you had to name your plant at this class and she named my plant steve for so this me. is steve so, I, <laughs> so it was she was like she was like you gotta name your plant steve there's no other name that it can have that's the name it has to have i love that she's she's fully embraced the lie that you told her <laughs> i know so now if we ever do tell our friends we're gonna have to be like backpedal and tell her but it was like the best solution we could come up with at the time because we weren't comfortable unless potish she listens to this podcast and there's no other person in the world will know that story i think i was just thinking through like worst case scenarios and the funniest one to me and i'm sorry to laugh at your expense Things don't work out with Steve, but now forever you have a potted plant named after him. <laughs> and there's just Jesus. this constant reminder. Yeah. <laughs> a constant reminder. A constant reminder of the failure that was Steve. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Also, if other other hilarious scenario, Steve comes over and knows that you've named plants after him. <laughs> Oh, he knows. He knows. He oh, knows he knows. He already it. knows this story. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's very fond of my plant named Steve. <laughs> That's, That's perfect. Uh, That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, man. no, but I don't, I wouldn't say I'm like a hundred percent closed where I'm like, absolutely. I don't ever want to anyone to know, but I just, I think we're just so new and like, we're figuring it all out to where I just don't want to add that extra fold into the equation at this time. But, and I think we talked about like, as this progresses, like if somebody was to find out because we still live in the town where we grew up in. So there's like naturally a lot of people we know around here. Like if somebody was to find out, like we've like said, like we won't necessarily deny it. We're just not trying to put it out there. Yeah. Like, we're, we're open to whatever, if it, if it happens, it happens, but we're just weren't ready to like disclose the information to my best friend yet. So yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. It, it does uh, make sense. And ideally I would love to like, like we've talked about like the dream situation and finding a couple we both wanted to be friends with who had kids in the same similar situations where we went out on date nights and had fun and, um, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So they would know about it. <laughs> Which is like, would be hard because our other, the friend group that we hang out with is very close knit. Mm-hmm. So like if we were to bring somebody into that group, it'd be very hard explaining yeah. who the people are and how we met them. They're like, how'd you meet these people? And we're like, well, <laughs> we have, we're, um, we dated since we we're young and we have a group of probably like know, 15 people, 16 yeah. who we've all been friends with since, junior high, high school, college, Yeah. as they've gotten married, their significant others have been added to this group. And so it would be 
difficult to fold. And I, like half that group is from high school. Mm-hmm. So like half that group we've known for 10 plus years. Yeah. So, so if you just introduce, oh, hey, here yeah. are new friends. How did you know meet these <laughs> yeah, exactly. people? <laughs> well, it was funny because one time we had, did we have friends over and they FaceTimed or... There was a remember. there was a situation where we oh, were we no we were oh, video chatting yeah we were video chatting with a, a couple we met on Reddit that we were like tr- playing drinking games and chatting and um, our friends showed up and to say hi to us and they're like what are you guys doing and we're like oh here's we're just talking to some friends like yeah, <laughs> yeah so we've and had there, that and there's the same like who are you talking to how do you meet these people <laughs> and like uh... just some friends. <laughs> Yeah, we've never been there. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Go with the vague response. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I think maybe like one other question that I had, and I don't know about you, Emma, but like. I have one or two more, too. Is the, has the topic of like sexual health and safety. That was my question. (laughs) 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 Great minds think alike. Yeah. We're keeping this organic. We'll interrupt each other. We'll <laughs> right. talk over you guys. We're, right. we're doing it for Keith's sake, other than the one time I asked. Sorry, <laughs> um, I interrupted your question. Go for it. No, the yeah, the topic of sexual health and safety. Like, how have you two decided to sort of navigate that piece as you move forward here? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, there hasn't been too many experiences, but I think we agree that protection is like uh, like mandatory or whatever. We always are going to use that. So. Well, We've talked, yes, we said that we are going to use protection unless we've, yeah, unless like we find somebody that it's like we as a couple and them as whoever they are agree that it's like going to be not exclusive, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, and we get tested. Like if we feel comfortable and everyone's gone tested, it's not off the table, but, Mm -hmm. but our rule is protection unless agreed upon. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And thank you for sharing. Yes. Um, <laughs> do, well, we've already talked about. I was going to ask the blooper question, but we've already talked about. Yeah, there are like a lot. Yeah, I feel like we've hit a lot of those. <laughs> do you have others? Uh, I think we've hit them. The ones that we've had. I'm trying to think. I think so. Mm. Yeah. I just love that your first six months was riddled with bloopers because ours was. Oh yeah. Ours was just one giant blooper reel for like I don't know three years. Totally. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we have a few, a couple more years to get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, not. you're still at the beginning. I, I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah. that couple that we were that couple that we video chatted was almost that guy like really got into you and then like you were like hey I don't know and then he just like cut off all communication. Yeah, he just. Like wanted to marry me. Yeah, he like got super into her, and then she was like, "Well, I mean, I was like, you're fun and nice, but um, like he was like literally talking about his family move because they lived a couple states over. He's like, maybe I should look for a job in your area, and I was like, pump the brakes, dude. Like, let's meet up in person first. And, and then he just, and then he just like deleted. He was every like, app. I went all or nothing. And he just deleted all the apps that they were talking on and just like ghosted. No, which was for the better because yeah, we were looking for different things. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He you was too like, had- uh, I was gonna say she was like, we can still talk and whatever. And then he was just like, yeah, all or nothing. Gone. Wow. Yeah. I mean, 
at least he was honest about what he wanted. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Give him credit for that. Yeah. So. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. Well, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you two were adamant about getting out into the world when you came on? I know you actually you talked about a lot of podcasts and different resources you used. If you wanted to share any of those, we'd love to hear what you've used to help find your way. Well. Reddit has lots of different subreddits. So I would spit, we both spent a lot of times reading through those different subreddits. And then um, we listen to your podcast a lot, which thank you guys so much for doing this for people because I feel like it really helped just being able, we would be, you know, driving somewhere and we'd put an episode on and we'd be able to like, you know, shoot our thoughts back and forth about these different experiences and how, how we feel about it. And it just really helped you know, open up those conversations from, you know, having a place to talk about and compare listening to other people's experiences. And I read The Ethical Slut, which I really enjoyed. I feel like that book's recommended a lot in the community. And um, I just feel like those are our main place. But I do highly recommend that. I mean, I know we're newbies, but if you're interested in this, like taking that time to research and having those deep conversations before, during, and after yeah. everything you experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. What um what are your favorite subreddits that maybe are your go-tos for information on this? Yeah, let me look. And maybe it would be best, like, we can have you send them to us. Like, you can name them, and then we'll put links to them in the show notes. So people don't yeah. have to, like, scramble to write this down as you're telling it. They're, they, they have, like, I would, I've... All of them. There's like polyamory, um, ethical non-monogamy. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. There's like it for absolutely any topic possible. But yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll, we'll, I'll definitely send you the links. Perfect. But there's all the different like swingers, um, hot wife, like all the different aspects of opening up a really open relationship. There's all different subreddits. Yeah, and there's normally like one for seeking, and then one for just like. Talking. Yeah. Advice, talking experiences. They're just like ones where people post questions or experiences on, and it's strictly just that. And there's one strictly for like people seeking that type of a relationship. So yeah. Awesome. We'll put some links to those in the show notes too. Without a doubt. And I appreciate too. Like, I think you are one of the first couples we've talked to that have like really used Reddit as mm-hmm. a driving tool to like make things happen. So mm-hmm. it's really fun to hear that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy when you just start posting on, like we just started posting on there is like people came out of the woodworks from like right around us. And mm-hmm. it's like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, just maybe one last question, unless Emma's got more, do you have any like tips for using Reddit, like as a tool to meet people and, and, dive into this i mean i i like we our reddit's like we do we see it pretty anonymous for the most yeah. part yeah we blur out like our like if i post our reddit's naughty <laughs> it's very um like peace kink based and it's like a lot of like sexual photos and but on the other side of things people don't see me us posting is um you can look through all the different subreddits and forums and discussions and there's so many resources out there. So, I mean, you can get on Reddit and use it as a tool of just looking at photos, but there's like so many communities out there on Reddit too. So it's, it's, it's its own online world. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, even non 
Like I yeah, didn't. They, they took over the stock market. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, AMC and GameStop thing. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you. Is there anything else you want to share and get out in the world before we let you go and have a good evening? I mean, a year ago today, we would have never thought we would be having these conversations. So just the importance of communication and being open-minded. And even if this isn't the lifestyle for you, not judging the people who do choose to have this kind of lifestyle. And I don't know. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that we get to bring you back in another year and hear you say like, I can't imagine what a year ago, like we were here and right. So (laughs) yeah. We hope so too. Yeah. I don't, I I mean, at this point, I don't foresee anything slowing us down at this point. Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. (laughs) Awesome. Yes. Well, that's a great place to stop. And thank you so much for reaching out and coming on the show today. And even and hanging in there with us with a little bit of technical difficulties we appreciate it and uh yeah thanks you again and good luck moving forward yeah thank Thank you. you guys and we're back thank you so much sarah and keith for reaching out to us and coming on the show we're so glad that you shared your story and appreciate the vulnerability and just all of the sharing it was amazing yeah and sorry keith for asking you questions that you hate i know <laughs> sorry it's kind of hard to do an interview without asking questions <laughs> right exactly uh nevertheless thank you as emma said and we really appreciate it um, uh, as Emma said in the intro, we wanted to just mention a little more about Patreon. Uh, just uh, again, a huge thank you to the Patreon supporters in the community. Um, what it is, is uh, we have a couple of different levels ranging from $2 to $10 a month, but pretty much you can get all of the benefits for about five bucks a month. And it's a community of over 170 amazing people who are exploring non-monogamy in various ways. So if you're looking for supportive people and maybe you're in a place where you just can't find that in person this is a great alternative Um, we've got people all over the world and it's fantastic we do monthly q a's we do men's group and women's group calls we also have ongoing chat groups um, using the MeWe platform uh, for the men's the women's and the general and so yeah it's a a daily dose of good times and support from other non-monogamous interested Yes. What did I miss? I've been talking way too much. (laughs) I think you got most of the core, what Patreon is, what our community is. I think you covered it. Um, But the group is amazing. We just are so incredibly thankful for all of you. Um, And we can't wait to start meeting some of you in real life um, over the next many months, hopefully. So we'll see how things go, but we are very excited about that. And we're incredibly thankful for all of you. If you're interested in learning more about Patreon, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the Patreon button. All of the information is there. You can also contact us if you have any questions um, or thoughts, please let us know. And that's again on our website and click on the contact us button. Yeah. Next week, we have an awesome interview with Izzy? Yes. Uh, if you listen to episode 181 uh-huh. with Ryan, yep. you will have heard of somebody referred to as house spouse. House spouse. Uh, Izzy is house spouse. Yes. House spouse is Izzy. I don't yes. know which order it is. But anyway, it's an amazing conversation. Um, if you want to go back and listen to Ryan's episode 181, you definitely can. Uh, definitely not required listening before listening to this one. No. I said the word listening a lot. You did, but it's okay. Hearing? <laughs> before hearing this one. 
<laughs> before digesting it with your eardrums. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will see everybody in a week. <laughs> yep, that's it. Come back next week and have a great week, everyone. Thank you for listening.